Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle. All right, let's just jump right into it with the Cold Cans Rundown, the weekly six-pack. Kicking things off with what has been literally all the talk on the Country and Cold Cans Twitter, so it's unavoidable. I find it kind of humorous in some ways and a little bit dumb in others. I feel like a lot of people's quote-unquote principled stances they're taking are really stupid as shit, if I'm being honest. But you boys, I'm sure by now I've heard the the Neil Young, Joe Rogan, and Spotify situation unfortunately yeah like so just for the listeners who maybe haven't heard this essentially what has happened recently is um as we know joe rogan a while back signed a huge deal for his podcast the joe rogan experience to be on the um exclusively on spotify he got a huge contract for that he gets like what like nine to eleven million listeners almost per podcast biggest um platform when it comes to any type of radio show tv show podcast doesn't matter joe rogan is pretty much number one and um on top of that rogan has been a guy that has um definitely talked to lots of different people across the spectrum like from different industries you know some politics some scientists some doctors he's never been a blatant like um you know siding one side or the other on, on an issue. And most of the time he's just having conversations, uh, conversation with these cats. And, um, but lately, you know, Joe Rogan's been labeled the boogeyman and he, people are calling him Dr. Joe Rogan. And that's where Aaron Rodgers is getting his medical advice from. Um, and he's been, people are, the new thing now is to say that he is, uh, spreading COVID misinformation. Um, I have a lot of issues with the word misinformation because it just essentially means anything you disagree with, you can call misinformation now. But the problem with this is, um, in my view, before I open it up to you guys, is <laughs> Joe Rogan literally has talked to a variety of different people when it comes to the COVID issue since it started. Like he talked, he's talked with, yes, uh, I think the guy's name is like Peter McCullough or something like some shit like that. And then Robert yeah. Malone. Um, those two guys are definitely more on the skeptic side of, um, uh, they're not anti-vax. I mean, shit, Robert Malone owns like nine patents on the mRNA vaccine. Um, the original technology, they're not anti-vaccine, but they're not like, you know, the COVID fear porn people. And then on the flip side, he's also talked to CNN's own Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and, um, Michael Osterholm, who was, is like on the task force for president Biden's COVID-19, um, response team or task or whatever it's called. So, I mean, it, look, if you look, if you ask me for my opinion here on country, Cole Kansas, he's kind of talked to people on different sides of this issue about, you know, how far lockdown should go and what the, the efficacy of the vaccine, whether or not people should take it. He's never been very, if people that are say he's like anti-vax and he's taking horse pace, I guarantee you they've never listened to a full episode of, of JRE. I guarantee that. Um, they've listened to some clips, taken it out of context or read headlines from mainstream, uh, traditional media. But that's been like the big issue with Joe Rogan is they're saying that he is spreading COVID misinformation and, and making he's very anti-vax. And I've even heard some people call him an alt-right Nazi for God's sake, but <laughs> Yeah, seriously. He he's not a right winger. Uh, he he may have a couple right wing views on some issues, but he's not he's not a he's not Alex Jones. But um, but then there's you know you go to Neil Young. Neil Young is I, I'm a fan of Neil Young. Be honest about that. Um, Unknown Legend is an absolute banger. Love that song. Um, but Neil Young, you know, is a <laughs> how should I put this nicely? Past a his character. prime. 
he well, he's a past his prime rock and roll artist who doesn't have the influence that he probably thinks he has in his own mind currently right now. And I'm saying this as a Neil Young fan. And um, but he pretty much gave an ultimatum to Spotify saying that you either have to pick between Rogan or me. Now, if this was 1972, it might have a different uh, weight on that. But this is 2022. And sorry, Neil, but, you know, Joe Rogan's much more important for Spotify and much has a much bigger platform than Neil Young does. So to finish this part up, Neil Young uh, decided to pull his music off, which he's well within his rights of doing like Joni Mitchell, I believe has followed up and done the same thing because they said they can't be a part of a platform that, you know, allows misinformation like with Joe Rogan. But um, I kind of want to get your guys take on this on the Neil Young, Joe Rogan and Spotify situation. Like what? So what do you guys think? Bye. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, look, man, a lot of this stuff just gives it just gives me a headache. I don't frankly because I don't care. Right. I think I think ninety nine point nine percent of people that think they're taking some kind of stand aren't. They're just doing it for social media clout. Yep. Um the main thing is if you're mad about it, Neil Young go on a show. Seriously, have a conversation Dis- about disprove, it. Disprove what he has to say. I mean, I, this, this, this stuff just, just irks me because in one way, you're not benefiting anyone. Um, and two, has Joe Rogan had some wild people on those shows? Yes. I mean, that oh, Alex, Alex Jones was on there. <laughs> are hilarious, especially yeah. the one with Tim Dillon. That is just a hilarious episode. Uh, but I don't think he takes himself that seriously. I think he just asks a lot of questions and people just get mad whenever you. It isn't so much it, it's the misinformation. It's no, he's, they, he's saying things you don't really like and you don't want to hear. Yeah. Everybody uh, should have a voice until the, your voice disagrees with their opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I said, I don't care about Neil Young. I mean, he passed his prime. I don't care about any of those people that <laughs> really made their stance. I mean, cool. Go to Apple Music or wherever else, Amazon Music, wherever. I mean, instead, you know, instead of being a principled person, go be a shield for Jeff Bezos and Tim Cook. I mean, come on. Like, of the three, Spotify is the best company in comparison to Amazon and Apple. Yeah, I mean, and they both got a lot of dirt in their closet. So your principal stand isn't really no. principled. It's like, just social media cloud. The thing that gets me is like, you know, we've been very uh, vocal about the pros and cons of Spotify as a platform, right? Like, yeah, the payout, the artists isn't great. And that's being nice about it uh, per stream. But at the same time, Spotify has opened us up to a whole variety of artists that we probably wouldn't have ever discovered if it hadn't been for that platform. And I've talked to a lot of artists that have said that themselves. Um, But at the same time, like uh, Neil Young, like seriously. Come on, man. (laughs) At what point do do you really think that at this point um, you have enough influence to be able to say that they're going to pull the top podcast and the top, pretty much the top show? in the country down just cause you're going to remove your, your, uh, your music off. Like it's not a principled stand. Like if, if you feel that strongly about it, Neil Young, awesome. Like I'm still going to like your music. I still 
at the same time, don't really give a shit what you think. Don't really give a shit what Joe Rogan thinks. I like Rogan's show. I listen to it here and there. I'm not a devoted JRE guy, but I do, I do listen to Rogan's show. But like all the, I think Andy, before I flip it over to you, the thing that annoys me the most is I've seen a lot of like people think that they're being principled on Twitter, whether it's a musician um, or it's a just a fan who they're they're like using the hashtag Spotify Exodus and they're canceling their Spotify um, subscription and tweeting about it. I'm like, good for you. Nobody fucking cares. Like, seriously, nobody fucking cares because the reality is it's it's just tr- chasing social media clout for your echo chamber. You're not like you just don't like people that have different opinion, whether or not they're right or wrong is, is is beside the point. Like you just don't like a different opinion. And on top of that, um, I, I just think it's it's really stupid to try to say that um, he is like the bad actor in society when he's not really telling people what to think. He's he's having conversations with people who are quote unquote experts in their field who have a differing opinion from maybe a, a different expert. And he's been very balanced on the, on, you know, who he's had on there. Like, I, I also don't like when I've seen some artists and some fans on Twitter saying that making it seem like you can't like both, like you can't be a Neil Young fan and a Joe Rogan fan. I, that's bullshit. I've I like both. Like I said, I've been listening to Neil Young for years. I've been listening to Joe Rogan for years. Guess what? Most of us out there actually can listen to both and like both. Not everybody falls into this extremist bullshit. I'm, I get a little heated over this because it's it's annoying all the time how you have to pick a side on every single fucking thing. Like, no. Like, I, I still like the music. I still like the podcast. I'm going to listen to the podcast. You don't like that, kiss my ass. That's the way I look at it. Andy? I have... Uh... Become less of a Neil Young fan since his last Spotify ordeal. The guy was impossible to listen to because he refused to be on Spotify because their audio quality wasn't good enough. Am I? Did Spotify ever improve their audio quality, or did Neil Young just cave on on his hard stance? I have no idea to answer that. I don't even remember that. (laughs) Yeah, for the longest time, Neil Young was not on Spotify. He said that. uh, the sound quality from Spotify was not good enough for his music. So he wouldn't put it on there for the longest time. It's interesting. Like Spotify was the problem. No, it's my shitty car speaker is the problem. <laughs> what, what difference does it make? Or the big lots Bluetooth speaker that you had in your truck for years. <laughs> you mean this one? Oh, you still got it. That thing is <laughs> still, still working. That, still works. Dude. You've had that thing for almost bucks a, from big lot. Yeah. You've had that thing for almost nine years. That's crazy. From Big Lots. You tell me Big Lots stuff sucks. A couch is from Big Lots. It's a phenomenal couch. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you can find some cool shit at Big Lots. Yeah. 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 So, Big Lots has got better quality product than Neil Young's opinions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, there's a, there's a famous British guy that does a car show named Jeremy Clarkson. And one of the funniest things I ever the guy heard. That got ca- didn't he get canceled from Top Gear? Is that that the guy? Well he, got, he, 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 well, he technically got fired because he punched a producer, and he said some. Should we say controversial? Eh, maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he did this show called Clarkson's Farm, and the young guy who's about our age that helps him doesn't have social media. Just, just a as we would, we'd call him a good old, not a good old boy, but like a redneck, just a British version of a redneck. Doesn't do technology at all. And he was checking his phone. He was like, hey, what are you looking at? He's like, oh, this is Twitter, where left-wing people argue with even more left-wing people about today's (laughs) issues. And, you know, but... And 
the last thing I'll say on Rogan is I think one of those episodes, I don't remember if it was the Malone one or, or the uh, the other one. He asked, they, the guest asked him, had he interviewed Robert Kennedy, you know, the mm-hmm. really crazy anti-vice guy. And he was like, no, nah, he's kind of a nut. <laughs> I yeah. got to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much what he said. So, I mean, you know. The dude, the dude does have boundaries. He won't just interview anyone. No, it's not like he's going to have some freaking like crazy, crazy people. Like Alex Jones is probably about as crazy as he's had on there. And like you, people can have their opinions on Alex. I think Alex he is didn't. a nut. I think I, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I think Alex is a fucking nut, but he's a funny nut when he was on, <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Rogan. Which him and Tim I don't, I don't support his together. conspiracies, but he's, he's entertainment. <laughs> Wait, well, here's the other thing. Uh, People want to call Jay, uh, Joe Rogan the uh, uh, a white supremacist. Well, he's never had one on the show, unlike CNN. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny to me because, like, I, I just I think my frustration is not so much even with Neil Young because look, Neil Young can pull his music as he wants. He did good for him. I don't really care. I don't know why everyone is applauding it so much. I get, I, I don't get that, but I think it's more so people's reactions. And it's the social media reactions, right? Because it's not real life, but I read it because I run the socials for this podcast. And it's just so frustrating how everyone it's like it's tribalism at its finest. Like you you have to sit there and pick a side on this thing. And and you either are are a virtuous, good, moral person or you're a piece of shit neo-Nazi. And there's no in between for people like you you can't say that you like Rogan and uh, Neil Young because they just look at you funny. Like, how is that possible? I'm sorry. Things can be more nuanced. You can disagree with someone's personal views on something and still enjoy their their product they're putting out, whether it's music or a podcast. It's not that difficult. Like I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care. Cool, new, young, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I feel. I don't even know the other people. <laughs> and it would have been a bad business move on Spotify's part to pull. <laughs> uh, they're not going to do that. No. They've invested a lot of money in that guy. You know, in all honesty, I don't think he, I think he wrote a check that he wasn't ready to cash. Neil Young? Yeah. 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 I don't think he actually, I think he actually thought they were going to bow down to him. And they were just like, yeah. nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no yeah, thanks. seriously. And honestly, like, I'm glad they called his bluff. And, and, and for the people out there who may hear this and want to think that we're all kind of crazy anti-vax conspiracy theorists, I'm saying this as a fully vaccinated Neil Young fan who thinks he's a legendary artist in the uh, genre of rock and roll. Well, I have to give him nobody a, a, in 2022. He was not influ- influential enough to really make a big stink about it with Spotify. It's just reality of it. Sometimes you have to accept reality. Yeah, well, I think it's two things. Uh, one, I have to give Neil Young credit. Um, he got called down on his statement, and he, he stood by it. So you know, yeah, cool, good, good job. Oh here. yeah, stick to your guns, man. Like he 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 laid the uh, the ultimatum out there, and he followed through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he he didn't get made, he didn't get made look like a bitch. So yeah, I mean, he he, he cashed his initiative. Two, I mean, I guarantee you, if you asked ten thousand. 15 to 40 year olds who is Joe Rogan and who is Neil Young, I would say over 80% of them don't know who Neil Young is. Yeah, at this point, that's probably true. And like that, yeah. that underscores my point about in 2022, he's just not that influential anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. just, it's a reality of where we're at. Yeah. Do you think it was just a business move on his part? Since I mean, the, we're talking about he, him, right? And we're and and like, people. People will go listen to his music on YouTube, and I think YouTube pays more for playing a video than Spotify pays for a song. 
And it's not just that. When was the last time that either of you guys thought about Neil Young? I mean, we're, we led the show with him today and think that shows a million times bigger than ours have been talking about it. So, I mean, he's gotten his name in the uh, in the press. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you know, there's, a, there's an old saying, it doesn't matter if they're talking good or bad about you. They're talking about you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I think my frustration that might not really be is, as true today as it used to be. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> mm, I don't know. As long as you're in the news, you're still relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, last note, last thing I'll have is I'll, I'll reiterate. I think my frustration is more with people's reactions on Twitter because Twitter is a fucking cesspool sometimes. It's always a cesspool. Yeah. But, you know, anyways. Yeah, that's the Neil Young, Joe Rogan stuff. Moving on in the Cold Cans Rundown weekly six-pack. All right. We have new music from, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago, waiting for it when the single was released, Morgan Wade, and then also new music from Haley Witters. Um, did you, either of you have a chance to listen to the new bonus tracks on the deluxe version of Reckless by Morgan Wade? Yes. Yes. What are your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's more Morgan Wade, um, which is good with me. Um, I don't know if I like any of them more than I do the original, what was it, 10 songs right. on the album? Yeah. Maybe I haven't had time to fully digest it. Um, what was the single, Run? I thought that was yeah. uh, the weakest of the bunch. That yeah. song's growing on me. Now, one of them, keep in mind, is a cover. Suspicious Minds is a cover. Oh, uh, okay. I did not know that. Okay. You don't Who's know that song? I don't know. Maybe I'm either. I don't know that song. Yeah, y'all need to Google the original one we uh, after this, but what, well, probably the one I yeah, don't remember. It? it was covered by Elvis. I know oh, that. So I you think know it, it a lot too. You know it pretty good too, then, don't you? I know the song. I knew when I heard it, it wasn't her song. So yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. Didn't know uh, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, but my favorite um, one so far was one I'd already heard this song on YouTube years ago, um, but it was the night. She's done that mm-hmm. song acoustically for years, so it was really cool yeah. to be able to hear the um the full studio yeah, you, version of that. Yeah, you, you played that in my basement a few months ago. I didn't re- realize that yeah. was the song. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. A little bit different. Um, Yeah, Elvis um, had sung Suspicious Minds. That's the version that I knew. I don't know if he was the original recording artist, but that's the version I knew when I was uh, growing up. But my grandma's a big Elvis fan. Um mm. But yeah, the night was probably the um I think the standout. But I gotta say the writing on Through Your Eyes, I really, really appreciate that was the standout to me. Really? Yeah. That one's I don't know, it was just different. So, you know, that's one of the things I've said about her before. It's not something I've really heard before. Yeah. I mean Did you guys see the video to run? I actually haven't watched it yet. Mm-mm. I have not. I was going to see, I was wondering if there's uh, like a metaphor in that video or something. They're like filming like a Bonnie and Clyde like scene, but it's like of them filming it. I was like, I don't, I'm sure there's a metaphor, but I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to watch it and then I'll give you my thoughts after I see it. But Andy, I want to pivot back to through your eyes real quick. What was your take on this? Cause like my, initially when I heard it, it was like, I don't know if it's like, cause I, I don't think she has children. I think, I know she has a younger sister. I want to say that's still like, you know, uh, school age that back home. But the thing about like, uh, the opening lines, like the scariest thing I ever heard was a three-year-old's uh, yeah. mouth, the words, I want to be like you. Um, I, I wonder if this was like from the narrator's perspective, like, you know, talking about your own children, like, and then it kind of makes you second, uh, second guess some of the things you say, some of the things you do. 
Like I, I really appreciate it like automatically. Like a niece nephew aunt thing for some right. reason. It, it it to me just the way it was written structured. It didn't seem like quite as close as a uh, like mother daughter thing or yeah. mother son. More like a like a aunt type deal. Yeah, or like a little cousin or something. Yeah, there were that it makes you think about like I guess it makes you more retrospective, not like oh shit, I got to do something different, right? Type deal. No, yeah, I, that's what I think I liked about it too, is because that's one of those things that um you know you kind of it hits everybody at some point whenever you have a kid or whether you have a, a niece or nephew or or anything like when people when little kids are actually, they're like their minds are like sponges so it's like whenever they're mm-hmm. watching you and they kind of see some of the stuff you do and if they repeat it it kind of almost makes you be a little bit reflective and be like oh man maybe i don't speak the best way that i can i'm dropping too many f words <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i can see that I took it as more like um, maybe she just wants to look at like imagine being imagine being a kid again is kind of the way I look at it. It's like um, I don't know if that I don't know if that's right or not. I really don't know. But you know, do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Not really. Yeah, I think no. I think that, no because. There's a I, I, line in the song where she said something is that uh, she says, I, I, I wish, wish I, could I could see it through your eyes. Right. Like, that's why I was like, you know, yeah. Uh, imagine okay. seeing the it's world both. again as like a five year old versus Right. 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 Maybe like more like see, a, you, you don't, see the world as an innocent place. Not. As, yeah, exactly. You know, and you articulated it much better than I did, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind <laughs> of brain over here. Big brain. <laughs> yep. That's that, that was kind of the way I took that song, but I don't know if that is right. Or if you're, because there's i think because it's the two lines of it yeah yeah it's more so it's, it's like uh it's like the way that the child sees the world as an innocent place and also as the child wants to be like her and she's not you know i guess in the aspect living right essentially or not yeah. satisfied with the way that her life is she wouldn't want to be a role model Basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not even so much like 100% I'm going to change everything. It's just like I'm maybe it's still kind of the realization that you're not a role model for little kids to be following yeah. every single thing you do and say. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I agree with you, Andy. I, that was a standout track from the new ones that we got. Um, Kyle, which one was your favorite? <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that one. Uh, the one we were just talking about, I can't remember the name of it. I said, Mind Fart. Through Your Eyes. I didn't really have too many strong of a thought on any of them. I thought they were... See, when we first did it, her thing, the album just progressively got better. Yeah. Each time I listened to it. And maybe I got to do these with the with the new songs. But I don't really have have a favorite of the bunch now i still like the original 10 a lot more yeah i do too and I, like i said when we listened to run and talked about it a couple episodes back i think that really is like you know it's indicative this is a a, a deluxe record right so yeah. i think the 10 best songs or the 10 best that work together as a cohesive record were released originally and um these are good songs they're better songs than most people have on as album cuts on their uh regular lp release but you know i i do think that the i prefer the original 10 versus these, but these were yes. still good. Yeah, they were still good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I, yeah, I don't really know if I have a favorite of the bunch. I just I, still found myself really listening to the original 10. Yeah. I tend to not like the deluxe version of albums. It's rare that I really want to listen to the deluxe. I want to listen to the original. Yeah. I'm kind of that way too. Yeah. But, and then the other artist that uh, we want to talk about keeping it in the uh, female country roots world is um, Haley Witters. Um, we tried talking about Haley a couple weeks ago, but we lost all the audio on that podcast. So we're bringing it up here. Um, this is somebody that I sent to you guys probably a few weeks back. I, I'm a big fan of Haley Witters. I mm-hmm. um, I initially listened I think to her I probably. Know why too. Well, I, I would I actually would love to hear that here in one second because I'm curious as what your uh, reasoning for why I like her is. But she um, she's someone that I, I discovered, you know, a year or two ago. I liked it back then, but I didn't really get into it. it didn't click as much. But about a few months back, I gave it another shot on um, her uh, most recent record. And it really connected with me that time. And, um, it, you know, on that one, she she co-wrote a lot of the songs. She's from a very small town in Iowa. Um, she, uh, she released a deluxe version, uh, called the dream living the dream. And, but like 10 year town was probably the first one that I heard. And 10 year town, I think is a fantastic song about the struggles of being a, um, uh, artist trying to make it, especially in Nashville. Cause you know, they always say it's a 10 year town, but in that song, like the hook says, I, I I'm 12 years into a 10 year town and talking about, you know, uh, other people around her being the next big thing, the struggles of being, you know, a musician What's trying to make mean? it in Nashville. What I'm twelve years into a ten year town. No, you said the uh, that she's the next big thing. No, 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 no. Other artists around her being the next big thing. Yeah, but what's that mean? Everyone else is. I'm not getting your question. William Clark Green. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I get it now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, there were just a lots of, like the the um on that record there were, the melody on Dream Girl was really good. Um, Heartland has been one that that and Loose Strings have been two that have really stuck out to me. Like Loose Strings, um, that one in particular, it's like a song about a guy and a girl having a having a fight while they're drinking. And it, it was a uh, Brent Cobb co-write um, with Eric Dillon and Philip White. Um, Brent Cobb's a fantastic artist, fantastic songwriter. But that song, like the the narrator is fighting with um, her partner, and then um, they're both drunk. So <laughs> the uh, her partner takes her keys and throws them, and says, "You know, I, I don't want you ending up dead or being busted by the cops for driving drunk." So she says she walks home alone. It, it's just a fantastic song. Um, there, it's a lot of really good um, songwriting on this record that I. Th- Haley Witters has that um, kind of like um, appeal that to both the independent, but also the mainstream because she signed to Big Loud, which is the same record label as Ernest and Hardy and Wallen. But yet she's also written songs with um, Laurie McKenna and BJ Barham. And I, th- I want to say I even read that American Aquarium is supposed to guest on her next album. That's I believe is supposed to be coming out this March. But she um, they, she has a new song. They just released the single for it called Everything She Ain't. It really kind of reminds me of like the 90s st- uh, country style songwriting with the mm-hmm. chorus. Um, Talk it, slaps. Yeah, it does. Because like is uh, the part was like, I want to be the whiskey in your soda, the lime in your Corona, shotgun of your Tacoma, the Audrey to your Hank. I, yep. I, that's like very, in my opinion, quintessential like 90s style songwriting that I really, really like. I know Andy's not as big of a fan as you and I are, Kyle, of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what are so what are your guys' thoughts of Haley Witters and her? her new song and her music in general. So, um, Andy, 
as soon as I heard Heartland, I was like, you know, this sounds like a song Andy likes because it's got that little play on words that you like so much. But I don't know if you like that song or not. Um, I don't either. Okay, interesting. <laughs> he probably uh, hasn't heard it. <laughs> I don't know if it, I have or not. It's the song. I can only name you two that I know for for a fact. I've heard. I've heard Kyle, no, three. I've heard. And, I've heard the Dream Girl, the one with Brent Cobb on it, yeah. and uh, the new one. Is the I'm song? Not sure what else I've heard. Yeah, Kyle. This, Andy. Andy's that friend that when you send him a um a song recommendation, he goes, "Yeah, I'll check it out." Knowing damn well he'll never listen to it. <laughs> I did check it out. I just I don't know the yeah, name. Yeah, I love it. I love. I love this. I love this girl. She's really good. Um, is the song the one we did with Jordan Davis? Is that a cover of another song? Because I, I no, feel like it, I've heard that song somewhere. No, it's something not a cover. very. I don't something think. very similar to it. It might not be the exact song, but I kept. I was like. I feel like I've heard this before, but I could be wrong. I could just be completely now, making that up. She co-wrote that with Ben West and Hillary Lindsay, so she's a writer on that song. Okay, so okay, never mind then. I don't know what what I'm thinking of then, but anyway, uh, yeah, my two favorite songs are "Everything She Ain't" because, like you said, it has that '90s vibe to it, mm-hmm. and and the, my favorite one's probably "Heartland" just because I love those little play on words. Because when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a song about." The heartland of America. Nope, it's not what it was. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the one that she did with Little Big Town was pretty good, too. Um, but those two, the everything she ain't in Heartland are my favorite. Yeah. Um, another another banger she has that's very 90s is one she did with Trisha Yearwood. How far can I go? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That sounded that like good. a Trisha Yearwood song from the 90s. Yeah, I haven't heard Trisha Yearwood in a long time. Did she give up... Touring and everything too with um, what's his face to raise her kids? <laughs> I like yeah. how you call uh, one of the biggest artists in country music history. What's his face? <laughs> Garth uh, yeah. Brooks. <laughs> Garth Bro- I'm not as big a Garth Brooks fan as a lot of people, which is are. fair. Like, trust me. Like, I don't. I'm not very high on Garth Brooks. Yeah. So, well, what's his face? Yeah. Mister Yearwood. Yeah, Mister um, yeah, Yearwood. There you go. But yeah, like I, I, she didn't tour for a while. Yeah, I, I think she's played yeah. some shows, but she's not like out there hitting the roads like she used to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's already having. She already has another album in the works. She just released. What's the well, date on that album? So, well, um, that's a deluxe of twenty twenty. That was the deluxe. Yeah, the, okay. the original, the dream came out in twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's okay. That's not as not as soon as I thought it would. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Be, I am too. Like that's uh, on our radar. We definitely want to check that out and have something, you know, prepared on the pod for that when that we, comes we out. Love, but we love women country singers here on Country and Cold. Lately, Cans. we have been on a big female <laughs> kick on Country and Cold Cans. We have, yeah. Nice Between team, Morgan, Morgan Wade, Wade, Ashley Craft, Haley Witters. Yep. Yeah, I'm. We're we're a big fan. Most of my favorite other uh, artists. A big Miranda Lambert fan, Runaway yeah. June fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andy. What is the reason and that I like Haley Witters? Yeah, I'm me, curious to hear this. It, it, this specifically everything she ain't because that's the one I listened to today. I got heavy early Taylor Swift vibes from that song. Interesting. I don't get Taylor Swift vibes from her. It's I hear got, more the, uh, a mix like of, of early Miranda of, like, and early Casey. Added to it. Yeah, yeah, I get some like the tear, uh, like the teardrops on my guitar era. T-shirt. Right. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to have Sounds to go back exactly and listen like and see if I hear it. And it also, they're at a high school, just like early Taylor Swift. Everything was about a high school. I mean, everybody knows I'm a Taylor Swift apologist, man. That, I'm, a, that's I'm a fan of her uh, songwriting. I'm not going to even front about that. Off of that song, I was like, I think Logan might like this girl because of T-Swizzle. 
She's way more country than um than Taylor ever was, though. Yeah. But I, got some- I I'm gonna have to go back and listen with that in mind to see if I hear it. Um, like I said, I I hear I heard a lot more of a early Miranda Lambert, early Casey Musgraves kind of mix when it, when I first heard it is what it, it kind of j- jumped in my mind. I may or may not know any of those songs that you just mentioned. Andy's on a uh, podcast where we talk a lot about music and he doesn't listen to music anymore. I don't know. That He's decade. too busy listening to Dr. Joe Rogan. T- tell us what to do with <laughs> vaccines. You- <laughs> I, I don't know early uh, Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgrave. I don't know that early Miranda it's, Lambert. I don't was think. The best Miranda Lambert. Yeah, Kyle, it's all that horse pace he's taking right now uh, to combat the vid that he, he's, he's, making him forget, <laughs> he's making him forget all of his music. D-Bear, do you like the song that she did with Ernest? That's a cover. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but it, I thought it was pretty solid. It was it was yeah. good for a cover. Put it that way. <laughs> I want to know who Country Politan is. <laughs> oh, you don't know what Country Politan is? No, I don't. Country Politan was a style of country music, I believe, in the 1960s. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Come on, Kyle. Yeah. You're on country music podcast. You don't know your genres. Well, I mean, that was a little bit started, before his time. Yeah. My, my introduction to country starts in about 1980. Yeah. That's just what I grew up listening to. I, I so, remember, like the George Strait, Randy Travis stuff was kind of the um, the move for the genre away from that kind of slicker strings, um, heavy okay. uh, country politan kind of slicker sound. They they were the guys that kind of brought country back to a little bit more of a neat. There was like when the neo traditional kind of wave came through, and yes. and then like the the outlaw movement in some ways was like a was a response, not direct response because they hated that stuff. They were friends with those guys, but it was yeah. more like a, a more raw, more real uh, alternative of country music at the time. But yeah, country, mm. that that style of music, yeah, like you, you you've heard some country politan sounding songs and from those old country stuff. You just probably didn't know the term. So like Conway, uh, some of those folks, yeah. Conway okay. was was probably was, he was bigger more in the seventies, there, right? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Conway. I mean, shoot, I think, Conway I think, always uh, had Hello, baby making music. Yeah, I think Hello Darling. That was like nineteen seventy something. Yeah, but yeah, mm, I love some Randy Travis too. Oh gosh, yeah, Randy <sighs> Travis is a North Carolina boy. I saw him at the airport, actually. Um, really? That's cool. Yeah. Andy, you know, you remember that trip we took to um, Tulsa a few years yep. back when you drove out there, obviously, because, you know, trucker Andy. Um, but me and my brother and his wife, we flew out there and we had a layover in Dallas. And this mm-hmm. was when, like, Randy Travis was kind of having a um, he had like a stroke, I believe, and he was in a wheelchair. And um, but he was literally like 20 feet from us. It was really cool because me and Dustin were like hitting each other. And we we're like, look, it's Randy Travis. Like, I really wanted to go over there and say hello and take a picture. But since he was like in not the best health condition, I, I didn't like just had a respect for, you know, him as a country legend. But it was really cool. I have a picture. I have a creepy picture off to the side of him <laughs> sitting in a wheelchair. That's like <laughs> in a, Dallas. <laughs> that's like almost as cool as two guys that lived on my floor, in my dorm. They took a picture of Bernie Sanders in the Baltimore airport. <laughs> <laughs> was it really just, Bernie? Yeah, it was really yeah, Bernie Sanders. They're just, they just sitting there and, and he put it on his story. A couple, it was uh, the um, 2016 election stuff. Before, yeah. You know, yeah. He's just getting on a regular airplane. 
I wonder if he was sitting. I wonder if he was sitting in the chair like he was at President Biden's inauguration that got turned into a meme for like three months. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, he just put it on the story, and I was like, "There's no way." Is that really Bernie Sanders? He's <laughs> just chilling in the airport. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, look out for Haley Witters' um, new record. I believe is coming out in March. I have to double check that, but I think it is. That's dope. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that, Andy. You know listen to her. Yeah, you know what happens when girl when female artists drop records in March. They usually become uh albums of the year. Could right. be two years in a row. That's true. Maybe uh be on the lookout an early nominee. We'll see how it is. But we'll see. all right, moving on along on the weekly six pack. All right, this weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, just it's road trip to Raleigh weekend here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, pretty sure if you're listening to this, some of you know, some of you may not, but road trip to Raleigh is dates back to 2015 retroactively, really. But 2015, give you a brief uh, backstory on it. It's pretty much that weekend is the reason this podcast exists and our website exists um, in this podcast. Like all this music we've talked about on here is strictly because of what happened that weekend. Andy and I like I had somehow and I got like, help me. I can't remember how I discovered the name American Aquarium, but I saw that BJ had gone to NC State. Thought that was pretty cool. I was like a junior at NC State at the time. I got to listen to their music a little bit. It was Burn, Flick, or Die, their 2012 record, I believe, um, um, on Spotify. And shout out Spotify for introducing me to that. And um, then I told Andy, I said, hey, man. I said, we knew like some of their songs. We knew a couple of Turnpike songs, but not a lot. I was like, hey, man, like there's one. tickets. Yeah, like one. <laughs> like I think seven, it was and seven. seven and seven. I was like, hey, man, what do you say we go to this? And um, he was he was in. So we got tickets to the Lincoln Theater. It was the Wolves album release party. I think we went to night two that year yeah and um it, it it was a great lineup john morland opened um turnpike as the middle act we'll never see that ever again in our lives because they're too big to be middle act at lincoln theater they're too big for lincoln theater period and then you know bj and the boys of american aquarium headlined the next year they did it again and so on and so forth and it got branded as road trip to raleigh and so far they've had people from like all the lower 48 states multiple countries to come into raleigh north carolina for this weekend he has two openers before each night and um this year you know it, it had a brief hiatus last year due to covid but i've been to every year that it's it's been put on andy's been to a handful of years i know kyle's been once but my brother and his wife and then a handful of our other friends but my brother and his wife have been every year but the first year and they're coming down from um northern virginia on uh thursday because we're going thursday and friday and i may go saturday um but looking forward to that again we've got some good openers again this year is usually a pretty good um opening slot uh for most of the nights but um andy what is something that kind of sticks out with you about your road trip to raleigh memories if you can remember them uh if i've been three times i think you've been three Mm. times yeah the one time I went, you were just shit canned. <laughs> me or Logan? <laughs> That's uh, a good you. question. <laughs> and you got me in oodles of trouble that we're not going to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just in case Bailey might be listening. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the, for some reason that I to this day we'll never understand the gallons of pbr we drank the first time yeah and how we got like, that pbr it still perplexes me because we were 20 years old were there no other options 
I don't. I honestly don't know why we were drinking PBR. I think I, we were like, twenty years old, and they were willing to sell it to us, so we took it. And like a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who opened for uh, American Aquarium the year I went? Well, how many years ago was it? Uh, it was twenty twenty. Mm, it had to have been twenty nineteen. Was it twenty nineteen? Yeah, because last year they didn't do it. No, last year was twenty. You're right. It was twenty twenty. Last year was yeah. sorry. These last couple of years during the pandemic, yeah, it all just kind of blurred together. It's blurred. I want to say it was Mike and the Moon Pies, wasn't it? They did one night. I don't remember. No, it was just one. I've guy. never seen Mike and the Moon was, Pies. No, yeah, it wasn't Mike and the Moon Pies. It was just one guy who was there before American Aquarium. Huh. That's gonna bother me now that I can't remember that. I'm gonna have to look. It I up. can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah, I want to say. I think it was a repeat guy. Yeah, I want to say we didn't really. You didn't. I don't even think you even knew who it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's very popular. No, there's there's yeah. a lot of people that come on this show. Uh, not this show, but their um, road trip rally shows that I don't know. I mean, I know the ones that are more up my alley. Like you know, when they've had Mike and the Moon Pies, Brent Cobb, Turnpike, oh, obviously. Um, you know, uh, uh, shoot. Um, Who's opening this week? So Thursday night is the night I'm looking forward to the most. It's because. Yeah. Um, uh, old 97s is the main op- is the middle act on Thursday night. They are one of the best live bands out there. Red will Miller. He give, will he give you another drunk interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't drink, but uh, I was but, talking about you and Andy. We, were, we weren't we were, drunk then either. We weren't oh, drinking weren't drunk. for that. No, yeah. Oh, Episode okay. four of Country and Cold Cans, our very first interview on this podcast was Rhett Miller, the lead singer of old 97s. Fantastic, fantastic human being. Such a down to earth guy. Um, but old 97s is one of the best live bands out there. I'm really looking forward to that night because, um, them followed by, you know, BJ and the boys who I haven't really seen in a couple years. It's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. Then Zach Bryan is opening Saturday night. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then there's a some bunch of other artists that I don't know a whole lot about that I'm, uh, interested to see. Cause you know, sometimes I hear some cool artists on the, uh, on like at these shows that, you know, I, I end up some of them I'm fans of and some of them I, I don't ever listen to again. But, you know, it's it's definitely an eclectic group with the BJ gets to open a lot of times, like sonically speaking. So it's um I'm I'm excited to hear the openers. Yeah. Yeah. Looks, looks like fun. Don't they right. have an album soon? Paul Coffin. Was it Paul Coffin? It could be. He's done remember. it twice, hasn't he? Cocaine Country Dancing. It might have been. Yeah. It might have been Paul Coffin. It might have been. I can't remember. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. We'll I'll see. have to look it up. But but yeah, Richard Rally is always a lot of fun. Always fun getting friends to come into town, uh, especially ones that don't live around here and, you know, going to those shows. I, I remember the funniest thing, Andy, probably was that year that Dustin and Jenny came down and, you know, Morgan came again with us. And then uh, Cookie, Chase and me and you. We're there the year we had a lot of room yeah yeah and jamie lynn w- wilson was opening and god bless her because we were dear god we were morons when we were talking to her because we were <laughs> <laughs> like it we had tons of room at the t- at the top of uh at the front of the stage and we were like this is weird there must not be as normal uh normally as many people here as it usually is but really we were all just so redneck and dancing around and acting a fool that people just didn't want to stand near us <laughs> i can't I can sum you up that the whole when we met Jamie Lynn Wilson. Logan, the, the next morning, Logan shows me a picture of him and Jamie Lynn Wilson. I was like, dang, I wish I got a picture with him. And he scrolls one, and there's a picture of all three of us. 
Those were photos that never made it to the Instagram. <laughs> she was very, very gracious and super nice about like us coming up after the show. Hey, can we get a picture? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know if she wasn't because I don't remember ever meeting her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, that was a fun night though. Like we, um, like I said, Chase and Cookie came and uh, Chase wasn't super impressed when he, when he left, he never went back, but uh, it, it was a bunch of Halifax County people, including Morgan, because Morgan's from Halifax County, Virginia. So mm-hmm. when you bring Halifax County in there, and you gave us all a few uh, cold snacks, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had people not wanting to be anywhere near us. <laughs> oh, well, they hate you because they ain't you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's juice of the guys. But yeah, road trip to Raleigh this weekend. I'll have a um a report back to you guys um next podcast. But all right, moving right along. Cold cans run down weekly six pack. This was something that I got to thinking about um the other day that I wanted to bring to the floor. I thought would be a kind of a fun topic here on country and cold cans. Because one thing that we're all to varying degrees are into is sports. We also all like TVs and movies. And there have been some really great and also really shitty sports movies and television shows. So what I wanted to kind of talk about was what are all of our top three best or top three favorite sports movies and or TV shows. So starting at number three, Kyle, why don't you go first? Number three, I'm going with the water boy. Adam Sandler. I think it's the mid nineties. That counts as a sports movie, doesn't it? What would you say? The Water Boy. Oh, it counts football. Yeah, yeah. That Sorry, is, I got uh, a text three. and got distracted. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know how tight we were making this window if it was like true sports movies or what. But yeah, yeah I didn't know the, either on that one. <laughs> so I'm going with the Water Boy. Uh, uh, Captain Insano right behind me. Captain Insano. Uh, <laughs> just a hilarious movie. It never gets old. All those 90s Adam Sandler movies yeah. are still hilarious to this day. Oh, no. Uh, we suck again. <laughs> Him and Rob Schneider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you going to do it all night long. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my third best of all time sports movies. Yeah. At 90s, Adam Sandler, it, like late 90s, early 2000s was mm-hmm. his peak because, you know, you've yeah, got yeah. Uh, Happy Gilmore and yeah. Billy Madison and um, 50 Big First Daddy Dates. and 50 for like Click was even OK. Um, yeah. But like that run of movies was like The Wedding Singer was pretty good. If you haven't ever watched that. Yeah. But that run of movies by him was by far the best stretch of his career. Yeah, and they're still they're still golden. Yeah. Billy Madison, I love that movie. But yes. All right, Andy, number three for you. I have to go with my uh favorite basketball movie and my favorite player, Coffee Black, semi pro. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good pool. <laughs> yeah like i love how will ferrell in that movie with the uh the big afro and he's like you know has all these ridiculous promotions to try to get people yeah, fights the bear <laughs> he's like i'm going rover coach i'm going rover <laughs> that's a good movie all right so for me number three i would say is probably um you guys went funny i, I definitely didn't but um it would be rudy he was offsides. You know, do i know he was offsides. 
Eh, he probably was, at least with the movie. But, you know, um, but, you know, it's about pretty much just a underdog story, which goes well with sports. But it's it's inspired by a true story. We've come to find out that it's not exactly the same as uh, what happened in real life. But who cares about that? The movie's great. You know, this kid uh, goes to tr- Holy Cross and then transfers into Notre Dame, keeps telling everybody that he's going to, uh, you know, play football for Notre Dame wants to be able to uh, show his family and have him at the game while he runs out of the tunnel. And, you know, he works his ass off as they said in the movie, he's five foot, nothing, not an ounce of talent. And he goes out there. And um, after the team, when there was a coaching change in his senior year, uh, the the team kind of all put their jerseys on the coach's desk and was saying that, you know, this one's for Rudy coach. This one's for Rudy. He finally got to go out there and got the, the tackle against Georgia tech and was, you know, it's just the ultimate underdog story for a sports movie. So if you haven't seen Rudy, definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. Have you never seen it? No, I honestly, seriously, <laughs> you're going to get a kick out of this one. Honestly, I thought Rudy was about a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he was a racing horse. I think you're thinking about Seabiscuit. <laughs> I thought it was just another version of Seabiscuit. <laughs> you might be getting confused was it free willy yeah no andy wrote andy wrote no, a, a um, andy wrote an essay about wet willy because he misspoke about free willy in his essay in college one time and andy said andy said well, it was high school andy goes yeah i watched a movie wet willy he goes wet willy uh came erect out of the water for all the people to see <laughs> I got an A on it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think they actually I don't, I don't think, think the they teacher read it. Read it. No. That's what I was banking on when I wrote that. Because <laughs> you wrote it at like the period before, I think. Yeah, like five minutes before. <laughs> oh, Wet Willie the movie coming erect out of the water for all the people to see. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Number two. Uh, top three best sports movies and or TV shows. Andy, take it away. Days of Thunder. I got to put a NASCAR movie in there. I've never seen, seen that one. Recommend starring Tom Cruise and Robert Duvall. Mm. That is a good probably movie. Probably 80s, probably. Yeah. Okay. They say that movie was about um, inspired by Rick Hendrick and uh, somebody, I think. Uh, I think some. I think it was hit or miss on a lot of people. Uh, like Earnhardt and Bodine. Like, there was a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Now, for sure. That is a good movie. It's That's the one the where they said Rubbin's series. racing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thought it was the. Uh, that's about the only serious sports movie I could really even think of. Well, of course, you think Rudy is a horse movie. <laughs> there were so many, man. I had to make an honorable mention list and like actually mark some out that I was like, you know what, this this has to go. There's just so many good sports movies, but there are, yeah, yeah. All right, Kyle, what's your number two? Cinderella Man, Russell Crowe. Have I don't know that one. No. Oh, you've never Either. seen that? Oh, it's a boxing movie. Uh, it's set in the 50s, I believe. Oh, fuck. Um, I forgot about Rocky. Which one? Andy. <laughs> damn it, Andy. That was, that was, supposed to, that was, that was one of my honorable mentions. I, I wanted to... Rocky Four is the best one. Uh, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Cinderella Man, he's a boxer. I think it's set... I think it's set in the 50s, if I remember right. But anyway, it's a phenomenal scene where the, essentially the guy's like a debt downtrodden hard on his luck. Um, and he goes in, there's a famous scene in it where he gets 
a welfare check. He's never, ever received a welfare check. And after he wins his, his first fight with his prize money, he goes back into the welfare office with a bag of money and puts it on the table. And the lady's like, you don't have to pay this back. Yes, I do. And puts it in there and just leaves. He paid back his welfare check. Oh, jeez. Phenomenal movie. It's, uh, I believe it's either, the, it's either the 30s or the 50s. I can't remember what time frame it's set in. But you ought to watch it. It's got Russell Crowe in it. Russell Crowe's a great actor. Um, boxing movie. Yeah, really I'll check watch. that out. I've never seen it before. So oh, I'll so have to good. add that to my list. I believe it's on Netflix. If it's not, okay. it's, I know it's on Prime. I gotcha. What year did that come out? I think it's 2004, 2005. I'll look. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I know the Eminem song. <laughs> yeah, 2005. That's when it came out. Gotcha. Well, for me, number two, I'm keeping it in uh, football. And it's a movie that I, I have always loved ever since I was a little kid. It came out when I was probably five or six years old. But it's a um, Remember the Titans. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's about a school in Virginia who right around. It's based on another one that's based on a true story that is um, about like when they like started to integrate the schools and about like the football team. They, they the coach. uh took them to Gettysburg uh, uh, to be able to do training camp and wanted the team to come together and put aside their differences uh, amidst like the height of the racial division during that time. And um, it, they, they, you know, they, they finally put their differences aside. They go on to win the state championship. And then it's like some, some great side stories with Gary Bertier, um when he gets injured in that car wreck. But I, I can't, I, I love quoting that movie. And um, it's one of those just great, great football movies. That I think everybody should watch. So remember the Titans for me at number two. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one on the top three best sports movies and TV shows. Kyle, what's your favorite one? Number one. So this was a hard choice, but I think it's one of the it's probably the greatest uh, sports story of probably the 20th century, in my opinion. Um, True Americana shows why we're the best, and that's Miracle. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. About the but, was it the nineteen eighty. Uh, yep, nineteen eighty. Uh, nineteen eighty eight Olympic team, or it might have been nineteen eighty. I don't even remember what year it was. Team to beat the Soviets to win the gold medal. This was before you could have professionals on your Olympic teams. So they're just a bunch of college kids. Uh, you can have professionals now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the dream team is or was yeah. in the nineties for the Olympics? Yeah, I, believe, basketball? I, I believe this was the actual last Olympics that you couldn't have uh, professionals on your teams. And the reason they, the reason the U S changed it is because the Soviets had uh, professionals on their hockey team. Um, but just a freaking awesome movie. Um, and pure Americano, pure. Mm-hmm. We're the best. And Kurt Russell does a great job in that movie. Hell yeah. America. And uh, I believe the oh, yeah. um, the actor formerly known as Bruce Jenner is in it. Really? Yes. I didn't I believe, know that. I believe he's in it, if I remember correctly. I didn't know he was an actor. Yeah. I knew he was an Olympic yeah, gold medalist, but either. I didn't know he did acting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Andy. What's your number one? Mine's totally away from that one. And I'm calling this a sports show because it vaguely almost isn't. I'm going Blue Mountain State. 
that's a great show. That was a good fool. I forgot about that show. That's hilarious. That show is hilarious. I don't. I can't even remember a single episode, but I've seen that show probably three times all the way through. You know what I think the greatest sports TV show is? Not movie, and it's probably the league. The league is a great show. <laughs> that show is so good, man. Yeah. Have you ever seen it, Andy? About fantasy football. I've seen some of it. Yeah, yeah. it's got um. God, what's his face? The guy that does Big Mouth now. That really cringe. That scene where he was standing outside of the glass door with a knife. That was hilarious. Tell my taco. <laughs> yeah, the league is such a good job. I might start rewatching that. I, I love that scene where the, he's coming into the bar and he goes, uh, there must be lots of hot girls in there. He goes, taco, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's lots of Volkswagen, Volkswagen uh, Jettas out in the parking lot. Only hot girls drive those. <laughs> definitely recommend but yeah andy blue mountain state's great show too it's it's a it's so dumb but it's like it, it knows it's dumb it, it's a funny yeah. show then like uh freaking um thad castle great thad yeah. castle yeah great character uh, and like even i love the scene from the blue mountain state movie where he's like there's only one room in the cocaine room or one rule in the cocaine room don't die but then again <laughs> do die because means more for me <laughs> we couldn't make a show like that dude that no. <laughs> right around 2010 or probably 2005 to like 2014 or so was some of the funniest shows ever made. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, you had Tropic Thunder, uh, Wilfred. Yeah. What was the what was the basketball movie with Will Ferrell? Semi pro that Andy mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? yeah. That's a great movie. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you did mention that one. I forgot already. That time frame, we were talking about it at work the other day. That time frame was so good for TV and movies <laughs> because it was like we had as a society moved on to where we like didn't say certain things because we we knew th- things were wrong that people didn't know were wrong in the past, but people weren't so fucking soft like they are now. Like the office oh, yeah. hilarious. Like oh, Michael yeah, uh, Steve Carell himself said that wouldn't be made today, and he's right. But diversity day. <laughs> dude. <laughs> So crazy. Like, I'm surprised they haven't pulled those episodes off of TV. Uh, Diversity Day is no longer in Comedy Central's. So. Really? Yeah, it's not. You, you have to own the series to watch it. Yeah. Comedy Central pulled it. Mm-hmm. Is all of South Park still on there? Yes, it is. That makes no sense. Yeah. Because you cannot, you cannot cancel Matt Stone and Trey Parker. People have tried. They have tried. You know, one of the funniest things about Matt Stone and Trey Parker is they hate celebrities so much that Jerry Seinfeld wanted to be on an episode of South Park because he thought it was hilarious. So they were like, yeah, come on. And all they gave him was like a one-liner in the whole episode. <laughs> Freaking Jerry Seinfeld, probably one of the best comedians. Oh, yeah. Of all time. And they were just Star like, yeah. a great TV show. Yeah, there was a, here's your one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. They yeah. big time Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. which is just <laughs> hilarious yeah so uh kyle did i go to you for number one yet i just said um we got sidetracked so i couldn't remember who went <laughs> i just I just, I just said miracle that's right yeah so that means that leaves me so my favorite uh is a tv show and it's vastly better than the movie version of it but friday night lights fantastic mm. fantastic show yeah. um yeah. the guy that plays <clears throat> eric taylor in that song nailed it i mean that show nailed it connie Britton, his wife perfect I, connie Britton is such a good looking woman um especially during that that time uh, period when she was on that show but they they were a perfect like uh wife and and coach 
chemistry on on camera and then tim riggins all-time great one of the all-time great television characters you know full eyes clear or clear eyes full hearts can't lose texas forever like that you have to watch that show if you like football if you especially it kind of shows the um a, a somewhat realistic not totally realistic obviously because tv but a somewhat realistic idea of how seriously um people in texas take high school football because it's it's a different animal down there than it is like what we're used to in North Carolina, and mm-hmm. you get like when it, it seems kind of strange to people who didn't grow up in it where high school football is that big to where like they're treating it like you know it's the end all be all. You got Buddy Garrity, another great character, um, who's the <laughs> the uh, local guy that owns the dealership, one of the head of the booster club, always trying to influence uh, things with the football team, and then you know you got to have mentioned for couple of the the women that were on the first couple episodes, uh, first couple seasons, um, they were, you know, it had Derek Jeter's ex-girlfriend on there. And then Adrian, uh, Adrian Palacki, I believe is her name. She was, uh, she was a good looking woman too. So great characters, great cast, good storylines. If you like football, you'll love Friday Night Lights. Eric Taylor, that's his name. Yep. Eric Taylor. Yep. All right. So yeah, I have an honorable mention and it's got to yep. be the longest yard. Which one? The one with Adam Sandler. So the remake, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. It's a good I'll throw, an, I'll throw an honorable mention Talladega Nights. Oh, that's yeah. a great one, too. <laughs> it's a funny movie. Well, Dodgeball. Dodgeball so is a good one. Oh, dude, Dodgeball is so funny, too. Yeah. Bad News Bears. Again, which one? <laughs> the original one. The original one. Yeah. But but yeah, I'd be interested to, you know, hear what people have to think about what their favorite sports movies and TV shows are. There's just so many to pick from so many. And like you guys named stuff that I wouldn't have even thought about, which is why I wanted to talk about this, because I knew we'd have vastly different lists. So it was kind of cool to see what you guys thought on that. Yeah, we mentioned it, but Happy Gilmore has to be mentioned again. Oh, yeah. Happy Gilmore for sure. Funny, funny movie. But Mm -hmm. all right, moving right along in the weekly six pack. Keeping it football related. Uh, recap kind of what happened here um, in the NFL playoffs last week. This has to be, uh, tell me what you guys think. This has to be probably one of the best back-to-back weekends of, of football playoffs that has ever happened. I'm not a big NFL guy, admittedly. I halfway watched the week before, but it's like I caught the end of the Bills Chiefs game two weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot and hope the games are just as good or at least close. And then, dude, I got to say that Bengals Chiefs game, the, you know, the Bengals mm-hmm. are down 21 to three. Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the uh, <laughs> in the NFL. And then they, they choked, dude. Joe Burrow, he he pulled it out. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I think I'm a bigger NFL fan than, than you are. Um, For sure. But yeah, phenomenal job by the NFL. Um, that's mm-hmm. two weekends in a row of OT football. Um. I'm happy either way. I really, this is the first time in a long time. I don't have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be upset if Matt Stafford gets one because he's played on just a lot of shit teams. In oh, I like Stafford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, w- I wouldn't be mad to see him get one. And I'm also, uh, Joe Burrow is the man. I think he is, he's just going to be a, a dude for a long time in the league. Dude, the AFC quarterbacks that are in there right now, like it's out of control with Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you know, Joe Burrow. Uh, you have uh, Lamar Jackson 
Justin yeah, Herbert, Herbert lurking dude, out there. Yeah, this might be yeah. like collectively the best group of quarterbacks at one time that we've ever seen in one conference. Oh yeah, and um, like I said, the best thing that happened is we don't have to see Jackson Mahomes TikToking on the sidelines. Yes, and <laughs> if you want to have us see a little bit right up on that, go on to countryandcoldcans.com and read our latest blog post because <laughs> that's exactly what we said. Jackson yeah. Mahomes is so fucking annoying, dude. I, you know, the first time I ever saw him or ever even heard of him was as a team formerly known as the Redskins and soon to be formerly known as the football team. Um, what they did the Sean Taylor Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. He was a elite level safety who tragically died during a home invasion gone wrong uh, and was killed. Uh, they, you know, had the memorial thing, uh, had his family out there. You know, I think they retired his number. And he's out there TikTok dancing on his number on, on the, the side number, line. and it was roped off. It's not it was like, roped off. Yeah, it wasn't like, like it was just an accident. Like no, he just wasn't paying attention where he was. At. Yeah, he was, it was a roped off area with his number painted yeah. on the field, and you had there TikTok dancing like T- total asshole move because it's like it's not like he just a, happened to walk across it. Like it was literally roped off, and he decides to do one of his little stupid TikToks. I but, hate our generation. I hate it, dude. It sounds like, like something an Eagles fan would do. I don't know. Eagles fans are a little bit grittier than that. Yeah, they don't, take, they don't Santa. That's kind of funny. That's that's low. Ooh, speaking of which, uh, this reminds me. Have you seen for two consecutive years now that the uh, Bills fans have thrown dildos on the field? Yeah, <laughs> which I think is a hilarious tradition. Bills fans Those are, a, uh, are different. Wow. Yes, they are different animals. Yeah. I guess and the cold does that to you. Yeah, They're a mafia. They were, yeah, apparently they were trying to stop it, and someone still got a massive blue dude. <laughs> <laughs> In the in the facility. In the Did you watch field. the uh, the Rams 49ers game? I was dozing off yeah. because I'm an old man. Um, but yes, I did watch the comeback and I was. Yeah. Poor Jimmy G, man. He gets all this shit. And I have no sympathy is, for Jimmy G. Jimmy GQ. He, he's such a dirtball, man. Yeah, he's such points. a dirtball. I don't really have anything against Jimmy G. You know, he. But that's two. That's two times in a row, though. His defense. He's had a two-score advantage in a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. His defense just choked. Yep. So I don't I think do. he's that good. If I'm being honest, I agree. Uh, I, I don't either. But I think be he's average as good as still Dak Prescott, which is fair comparison. Slightly above average, maybe. I think Prescott's better than Jimmy G. I think Prescott I'm biased, but I would agree. I mean, I granted, I, I judge a lot of my ver- uh, uh, reason for why I think people are good in the NFL based on their fantasy football production they give me. There are a lot of people are like that. There was one guy that parlayed the the on the month the scores, not the money line, excuse me, the mm-hmm. scores for both NFL and AFC and NFC championship games. Twenty dollar bet netted him five hundred k. Got both scores right. Yeah, parlayed them together. Did he win five, it? Yes, he hit it. Jeez. $20 bet, 500K. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wish Post the sports gambling right. was legal in North Carolina. I think it will be sooner rather than later. Yeah. Wait, so we can get on Barstool Sportsbook. Yep, yep, yep. I'll be on my bookie. I'll become a degenerate. <laughs> I saw an ad where people in Florida, I said, well, I was in Florida. I saw an ad. People didn't want sport. There was an ad to not get sports betting in Florida. Why would you not want that? Like, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Like, but everybody yeah, else wants I'm to saying. gamble on the game. Let them do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't quite fully understand 
that whole aspect of not of sports betting. I just don't I don't get it. So Super Bowl, we got Bengals first trip back there since 1989 uh, versus the Rams. The Rams, you know, famously um, were there a few years ago and lost to none other than the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yes. But Jared Goff ain't QB anymore. Matt Stafford's a fantastic quarterback who just was stuck on a shithole of a team for a long time. So we've got the Rams now in L.A. playing at home. Tell me this. No, I really think not, the NFL was fucking rigged because you had Tampa playing at Tampa last year for the Super Bowl and now LA playing at their home stadium. Tell, okay. What are the odds of that? Well, it's think, the first time it's ever happened. I looked this up uh, last night. The only six times in the history of the Super Bowl has the, the hosting stadium's home team ever even made the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, and now for the team to make it to the Super Bowl, it's twice in a row. Yes, I, I I think the Tampa one might have been a little bit of a fluke because they're they're scheduled out many years in advance. So they yeah. wouldn't have known Brady was there, and the Rams they want to get in that new stadium. So and it's in Vegas next year. So yeah, how long has it been? The Super Bowl's been scheduled out. Yeah, they're usually three or four years out. They bid them out to cities. Fair. And especially if, if a team gets a new stadium, they want they want to get them in there quick. Like Minnesota got one a couple of years ago when that new stadium opened up. So yeah, yeah Minnesota that LA stadium it. is really cool looking too. Yeah, yeah, it's really dope. I think I think Los Angeles. I mean, uh, Las Vegas is the coolest stadium. It's in the desert. Looks like a black hole. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool stadium. All right, so Bengals Rams. Who are you guys pulling for? Rams. I, I really don't have a really interest. I'd be happy either way because one of the all right, Andy said Rams. I take Bengals. So I'm, I'm okay with either team winning, just because one, I'm not a fan of either. I really don't give a shit. But um, I'm, I'd be okay with Stafford finally getting a, a Super Bowl. But at the same time, I really like Joe Burrow. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase is a fantastic receiver, and it, it was really cool seeing. Um, I, have you guys seen that Jamar Chase's dad and Joe Burrow's dad have been tailgating together at all these games, smoking cigars out in the parking lot? No, I haven't. That's pretty. I have dope, to send y'all that photo. It's hilarious. Like it's so. It's hard not to pull for a team like Cincinnati, just because as a fellow fan of lots of teams that haven't won a championship outside of the Atlanta Braves, twenty twenty one World Champions in the MLB, um, that just don't win championships. I, I'm kind of feel like a kindred spirit for you know the Cincinnati fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Bengals will be like, yeah. The Bengals will be good. Yeah, Stafford hey, is go. like the only player I like. I just really don't care about really anybody else in it. You got a man crush on Matt Stafford, Andy? Is no, he like the football care. Parker McCollum for you? <laughs> no, I just it's the only. I don't. He just one. He's like I can't explain it. I like. just like the guy. Have Funny you guys thing. ever noticed how he looks just like Jason Isbell? <laughs> Matt Stafford, dude. Yes, Google them both. Like they look I've exactly never, alike. Never pay attention to that. Hmm. You feed my curiosity. They look oh, exactly nah, like. I don't. I don't think I see that. Andy, are you looking at a picture of them? In my head, yeah. That I doesn't am. fucking count. How often do you look at pictures of Matt Stafford? Like mm. every night. <laughs> Andy's like, it gets lonely on the road. I just saw him in an interview. Yes, like last night. Mm, yeah, that that. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, here's a picture of them side by side. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Funny stat, though, if Joe Burrow does win, he'll be one of three 
quarterbacks to win an uh, uh, in a uh, a national championship in college and a NFL championship. And I think he'd be the only one that would win a Heisman, a national title, and a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't maybe I don't know, but I know, but the other two, they both their names are both Joe, Joe Montana, and Joe Namath. Really? Did Joe Montana yeah. win the Heisman? I don't know. I don't know if he won it at Notre Dame. I'm not sure, but. Either way, I'm interested. We'll give a more of a breakdown next week because, you know, it's still two weeks out from the Super Bowl. Who so you got in the Pro Bowl, though? Yeah, more like a I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who's winning the NASCAR race? <laughs> Isn't that like a week from now? No, nah, well, they got the Daytona? first race is uh, Daytona. Is probably going to be a weekend after the Super Bowl, but they're running at the L.A. Coliseum next weekend. Oh, that's cool. Is that the first race of the year? Yeah, they moved the Bush Clash from Daytona to, or the it's the Bush Clash now. It used to be the Bud Shootout. Really? They moved it from Daytona to L.A. Coliseum. Interesting. Well, NASCAR's almost back. So, all right, NASCAR. moving in, moving into the last topic here, Cole Cans rundown on the weekly six pack. So we have a brand new website um, this year. I talked about it with the guys here uh, a couple days ago. We've decided to collaborate with the other, uh, as I've called it here before, the, our sister pod, and kind of form what we're calling, you know, uh, the Cold Cans Network of sorts, where we mm-hmm. have, go to countryandcoldcans.com. Um, we have a brand new website, just went live yesterday. Um, we have Country and Cold Cans uh, as the flagship show, obviously, being the, you know, the bigger show and the the one that started first, and also just a badass logo, what am I going to say? Yeah, you and, and but it, the we're gonna have a blog on there. Um, we'll have some uh, uh, some articles here and there uh, for you guys on that. I've already talked to a couple of other dudes who are interested in writing uh, for the blog um, with some like we're gonna be covering music, sports, um, things like with the miserable and reckless. Kind of has a tagline. It's like all things the South. So we're gonna be like some Southern topics, um, a little bit of beer and barbecue, and then if I can talk classic Rock Carter and contribute in a little bit, he can help out with our pro wrestling aspect mm. of the website but you have links to the shop um that's up and running now um you have links to both the podcast country and cold cans has its landing page and also links to spotify and apple Podcasts everywhere it's available same thing with miserable and reckless on that but it's kind of uh i'm excited about it the website um looks as good as my abilities allow me to be able to do and um but you know this is kind of a uh, entering into a new era for the the two podcasts kind of uh, branding themselves together for the first time. I've kept them separate for, um, you know, uh, over a year, but now it's time to, to together. Our combined forces will be greater than ever on the cold cans network. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the galactic empire. Exactly. Power to the cans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the cold cans rundown, the weekly six pack. Uh, this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next week. One, two, three, four.